Hello and welcome back to another episode of You Want to Do What? Today we've got Andrew Curtin on. He's a media operator in the construction industry. Hi, Andrew. Hi, Daniel. How are you? I'm good, mate. You? I can't complain. It, uh, the sun is shining and uh, I'm stuck in a gloomy office. Oh, well, <laughs> yeah, the sun's actually been up for a few days now, thankfully. That's, that's probably our British summer over and done with now. Yeah. Um, to be honest... I think, like, I come from Ireland, so, like, I, the British summer is way better than the Irish summer. <laughs> so so I, I can't complain, mate, to be honest. We're um, we're, we're blessed over here. The summers are fairly good. Are you guys based in... Where, where are you, You're based in the South East, are you? Yeah, we're based down in Essex, yeah. Oh, yeah? Whereabouts? I'm near Chelmsford. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, I'm no, over it's... the other side. I'm a, I'm a West Londoner, I guess. Yeah, Irish London or whatever you want to call me. <laughs> Irish London. <laughs> Yeah. No, but thanks for thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. Absolute pleasure, mate. Um, should we jump straight in? And do you want to tell everyone a bit about what you do? Yeah. Um, so I'm Andrew Curtin. I am co-founder of a B2B media company called Chronic Media. And what we do is we provide in-depth insights to construction decision makers across the UK. Um so yeah, it's quite a an unsexy area of media. Um, but our whole mantra is making construction less archaic, bring it into the digital age. So we think there's a lot of opportunity there. We brought on I brought on a co-founder recently who's also Andrew. Andrew and Andrew, Sachi and Sachi, <laughs> that's the kind of the vibe we're going for you. <laughs> you know, so um yeah, it's exciting. Um, yeah, we just launched our first vertical uh, last month, which is called Construction Wave. Um, so when you, if you go to constructionwave.co.uk, you will just see the insights we're providing and we're about to launch our podcast network as well. So yeah, future is um, future's looking good, hopefully, um, and, and we're excited about it. It's really interesting you work in construction. I've, um, I do a bit of SME consulting um as one of my sort of as you call it side businesses i guess um and i work with a construction well a m&e firm and i was like gobsmacked as to how the construction industry works and you know not not putting it down but it's so archaic and oh. the way things get done and the, the systems and the process and you know, literally when i walked into this company their system consisted of post-it notes on a whiteboard Oh, and they're a multi-million pound company and I, i'm literally my mind was blown but like, there's it, so much potential it's it's absolutely ridiculous um i i've i've seen like I, i've been in offices of companies that do close to a billion a year and like you you just see some of the stuff that uh that that they put out is just like uh jesus it's it's it's, it's embarrassing mm. that's just the way the industry the industry is like i started on the consulting side a bit like yourself and only till earlier this year that like i went back to clients and just say okay what do you guys actually need because i'm capped here i'm i, I feel like i've hit a ceiling here this consulting i can't really scale it uh and i always wanted to go into pub- publishing uh and i just kind of jumped a step and i just said look what do you guys really need? Like, what really do you need? What kind of media stuff? And they said, like, we mean, we need more insights. We need more content about the industry. And uh, we need kind of a Bloomberg-esque type uh, platform, digital platform, where we can go on and consume this. Mm. So um, so I kind of went back to the drawing board and I, I got a lot of other partners and clients that said, yeah, this is kind of what we need. So that's when um, I said, Okay, let's let's do it and let's launch construction wave. And the goal of construction wave is to 
you know, really, really accelerated for the next, you know, 18 months to two years. And then eventually we'll open another vertical. Maybe we like uh, waste and recycling wave or engineering wave. And we'll eventually open these subsidiaries that touch different parts of construction, but still give them the content that they need. Like, and, and, you know, our content is, we write, like we speak, we, you know, we, we just, we, we don't really muck around and um, we, we feel like the content's going to do a lot of good and, and, you know, help people, like the industry a bit more and just make it more digestible you know yeah i mean it's, it's got huge potential just from you know i mean tom tom used to work in construction as well didn't you mate yeah i was in offside construction for three years um and it was uh, an absolute roller coaster of knowledge and frustration and to the point i was like just it, it's it's it requires so much innovation but um it certainly i think lacks some desire from certain elements of the industry to actually want that innovation to happen so i mean it's an interesting industry and it's obviously a heavily required industry you know we're hundreds of thousands of homes behind where we need them um and i certainly think your platform probably is gonna be quite helpful i wish it was about when i was in the industry it might have uh, helped me uh help me out a little more <laughs> yeah it's, it's definitely tom it's definitely an industry you tear your hair out um Although being said, when I kind of let the world know that we're launching the publication and that this is the future of chronic media, these B2B insights for for decision makers, I got a fantastic response because it was a small bit more black and white from and they understood that they needed news and they needed content and stuff. But the client has changed, like uh, our advertisers moving forward, our tech companies, like there's so much like. Uh, tech innovation going on in the construction industry and those guys get digital media that you don't have to explain it to them or map it out they just understand the value of good content um digital media so let's uh let's go back a bit so how did this all start out you know where did you start your career um yeah good question do you want me to go back like just after university is it yeah go for it yeah yeah, yeah. so i uh, finished my master's i done a master's in marketing in belfast um done an undergrad in economics um in cork where i'm from and then done the masters when i finished the masters i got a job with kerry gold if you know the the butter um yeah yeah, yeah yeah so got a job with their marketing um the department in chicago and marketing sales department we used to be doing a bit of both you know graduates do everything out there um (laughs) so it was good fun chicago is a city i've been a good bit before um but yeah just young single going over chicago for a year it was it was was brilliant it's a cracker of a city and uh yeah i met some lovely people and then um it was around the time Donald Trump got elected. So like that would, that kind of fucked up my visa chances. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm allowed curses. Is that okay? You are me. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, messed up my visa chances. I was like, Oh no, I, I'm not going back to, I'm not going back to home just yet. I, I like another few years out and about. And uh, yeah, realized I had to go back to, to somewhere in Europe and yeah, cause that's where it was easiest to get in because <laughs> I had the passport. So applied mm-hmm. for a few jobs in London. Um, Got a job with a digital agency um, working in sport. So uh, I worked as a research analyst and worked on accounts such as NBA, PC, uh, PSG, uh, Newcastle United. And as sexy as it sounds, I absolutely hated it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> even though I'm a big sports fan, but it did teach me a lot about content. And because every Monday I would have to go in 
And I would download spreadsheets and look at 400 pieces of content every single Monday. And I'd create a report out of, of what worked and what didn't work. Wow. So I really, I really got an idea for like what drives people emotionally um, from content. Um, yeah. That, that, looking back, uh, it was a really good experience. I, I'm, I'm happy I did it. Uh, and after that, um, after that, I, I, got a job with oh my god <laughs> we're digging up some dirt here um i got a job with it was uh insulation manufacturing company um done that for three months got fired um <laughs> got got fired because the company was just like uh it was just all over the place and like yeah i think everyone has left now since it, it was just all over the place and they didn't need me in the first place i was like okay thanks um <laughs> so so yeah it was it was so, some weird few months but uh um and then when i came out of that, i was like do you know what i kind of always wanted to work for myself so um i played um gaelic over here with some of the irish teams and mm-hmm. uh, one of the guys uh, i just said look i don't really fancy interviewing for jobs again um do you do you know anyone that i might be able to do some freelance work for and um yeah he passed me on i got like a client just like doing basic marketing exec type stuff you know and for like yeah for like two two and a half years uh i, I just on freelance with because construction companies uh working on content strategies and stuff like that mm-hmm. um and yeah i planned on scaling chronic media into that but then i just realized that i was going to find it difficult to scale and i, and I don't know that's where the passion lies i always wanted to get into publishing and I, I i enjoy media um and, and a lot more b2b media especially so yeah earlier this year i kind of made the jump really and uh and yeah went gung-ho at the at the publishing and yeah i'm, I'm happy now that my head is in a better place for it to be honest mm. so that's interesting i want to go back a bit to your um days at university now in your opinion or why was your thought process i need to go to university and study economics and then what made you go to marketing as well um yeah question um well i done economics um in ucc which is a a university in cork city and i i I loved economics it was a subject i done when i was in school um a levels here it's called your leaving cert in ireland um i love that subject was my best subject so um it was a bachelor of arts degree so the first year was a bit general and then i specialized in economics for the for the next two years um so i always wanted to do that but i suppose the more interesting thing is the getting into the marketing side of it i just done a module we did module in in economics um it was like marketing 101 stuff and i just found myself quite good at the consumer behavior stuff and and i really enjoyed it and, and uh I said, uh, do you know what? I, I kind of like this. I, I kind of like the behavioral psychology behind marketing and, and it's quite a social science, you know? And um, yeah, I applied for the, the MSE, the Masters of Science uh, in, ma- in Marketing Program in Belfast. And uh, yeah, I got the, the grades to do that and um, went up to, to Belfast and got the head down for you. I really enjoyed the Masters. I'd recommend anyone to look up that master's in uh, Ulster University. It's a, it's a fantastic um, postgraduate degree. Mm. And do you value your degree? Do you think it's really helped you in your career so far? Um, I, I don't think the undergrad has, to be honest. Um, 
maybe as a human, like it probably takes the edge off and makes you more well-rounded. Um, I think the masters definitely helped my, 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 I suppose, career. Um, we, we got so much access to like, like companies in, and in the UK and in Ireland, um, and we just kind of worked on live cases and I just found out what I liked and what I didn't like. So I think the masters, yeah, it was an enjoyable year of studying, to be honest, uh, Daniel, like I, I, I think it really did shape, um, my career. And I can tell like when I work with other, when I worked with other people in marketing, you could really tell the people who have a marketing degree and the ones who don't, um, you know, yourself, people just get thrown into the corner and say, oh, you can look after marketing, but you know, it's a science man. There's, there's a lot to it. Mm. So is it fair to say that the world of, you know, media um, is all about content creation really nowadays? You know, online publishing is all about content creation, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's all about good yeah, content creation anyway. There's a lot of bad content, but it's it's more um, audience focused. Like that's what I, I always preach even when talking to companies is that the content has to be about your audience, not yourselves. But yeah, good content kind of makes the world spin around these days, yeah. Mm. so what kind of skill sets does somebody need to work in the sort of online publishing content creation space um i would well, first of all first of all you have to pick up the phone a lot if you need information um especially if you're doing original reporting you have to call up like press departments and, and build your network there and just say hey uh we're going to call you next week looking for more insights on climate change in London or something like that. Like you have to put yourself out there and, and, and build your network. So first of all, you have to be a very social person, but um, with the content itself, you have to be a good copywriter, you know, um, you know, people that, you know, there's, there's power in the written word. Um, like what I done uh, the last couple of years is I would literally go to, uh, books that I liked, like George Orwell or whatever, Tim Ferriss books, and I would take out certain pages or certain chapters and I'd write them out by hand. Uh, and this made me a better copywriter. Um, and I think, yeah, it's all about the content and people have to get entertained by it and they have to get valued about it. But if you're a poor writer, unfortunately, it, it's just not going to cut the muster. You're just not going to create a big media company if the content isn't uh, entertaining, you know? Mm. So structuring, you know, a media company, what kind of jobs and kind of skills people are going to have within that you know you've obviously got social media plays a huge huge part of it but within social media there's loads of different jobs now it's not quite as simple as it was you know 10 years ago is it there's a lot of different skill sets and a lot of different people that take to build these companies now yeah i think the first party data is probably one of the biggest things now for media companies is your media companies uh a big part of what they do now is data so especially in B2B. So um, advertisers, they're not looking, just looking for your audience size. You know, they want to know what percentage of your audience are CEOs or project managers or executives, uh, where they're, where the, what kind of companies they're working for, what kind of turnover that company's doing. So the first party data strategy is crucial in a media company, especially in B2B. Um, so you're going to have an analytics team. That's definitely one big thing you need to do if you want to be a successful publication is have someone looking after the analytics side. Design is very important, um, especially digital media, um, especially in my industry because construction is so bad. Um, you know, online design is really, really poor. Um, so whether a design engineer, you're going to have to look after that and make sure everything is user friendly. Um, 
and then you have the journalists, you know, you're going to have journalists and you have good writers and a sales team and kind of operations. So you're getting more into, um, I suppose, the structure of any company then, but I would probably rate it from the, the journalist design and analytics are probably, and sales are probably the one to four most important. And for you, what's uh, an average day look like? Oof. Um, I'm selling a lot, to be honest. Um, I like, I, I'm quite good at selling and I, I like picking up the phone or cold emailing people. Uh, and I have a big network built in London, especially in the construction scene over the last few years. Uh, a lot of great friends and, you know, guys and girls who are going to go come to my wedding in the future. Um, so I have a good network. But um, my day is really, uh, I do still write a lot of content uh, and organize content, but it's content and sales. Uh, my partner, Andrew, looks after more the tech side of it, and he does some growth articles, um, whereas I might do the more insightful construction articles and, and then just sales. Um, I, I imagine in a few months' time, I probably won't be writing as much, um, but for now, yeah, I am. So as the company grows and you guys look to hire, you know, what kind of people, skill sets, things are you going to be looking for to really, you know, grow the publishing company? Yeah, I, the first hire will be um, reporters or, you know, more reporters um, and, you know, f- full time. Um, and what I need from uh, reporters is. You, you just need go-getters, really. And I said earlier, you have to be able to pick up the phone and say, hey, John or Julie, what's going on in your company now? How is it shaping the industry? And a lot of, unfortunately, um, guys, like there's a lot of people coming out of university that are afraid to pick up the phone. It's a hard skill. Like you, you take it for granted. There's lots of people don't want to pick up the phone anymore, you know. And um, unfortunately, the industry we're in, we need someone that's a small bit of a go-getter and is not afraid to make uncomfortable phone calls and get the information we need. Um, you know, it's not like we're, we're, we're looking for personal information. We're just looking to know what's going on in the market. But yeah, good writer, uh, motivationally, yeah, very, very um, we're comfortable with just picking up the phone and talking with people. So the social thing is is big part for me. Like uh, looking at the CV, like I'm not too bothered about where they went to university or, or like how many years experience that they've done at the Wall Street Journal if you're a nice guy or girl and you're not afraid to like get your hands dirty like that, that's, that's not, that's, that's enough for me, you know, and you're a good team player and we can go out and have a drink at the weekend or something like that. It just, that's enough for me, you know. And what's been the biggest positive for you so far of, you know, starting this company and, and going down this route? Um, I think, you know, we're still in the, you know, startup stage and, you know, every, Every day is another fighting day, but I th- I think the the most like the probably the most enjoyable thing was the event we held last month. Um, we done an event called Next Gen Construction, and it was about um, it was the first next or construction wave event. Um, and it was about inspiring the next generation into construction and tackling the labor crisis. Um, and I just done that on my own, really. I, I, I had no one else to help me. Like, I'm just too busy doing other things. And just starting from finish, like booking the speakers, booking the venue, getting a sponsor, um, you know, ordering the food, the catering, you know, whatever needed to be done, the lights, the equipment. Um, and I think when that was done, like everyone had a fantastic time. We, we rented out a cinema. It was it was fairly slick. It was a vibey, vibey 
event for a construction one. And people just came up to me after. Like, I remember getting that night, I got like six or seven texts saying, Andrew, that was a fantastic event. Um, and really, really enjoyed it. And looking forward to, you know, the future. I think you have a good team behind you. And I got all these types of texts. And like, that just brought me to cloud nine, to be honest, guys. And, and it actually gave me a new like level of credibility. It's just like, you felt like you ex- execute on something that people really enjoyed and got fun out of this event. So it's definitely after giving us a step up and me personally, to be honest, it's after giving me a new layer of belief and confidence. That's awesome. Um, on the flip side of that though, what would be some of the, uh, the less favorable aspects of this journey? What are some of the biggest hurdles you've had to overcome um, to get where you are now? Um, I think that you know, the construction industry is quite tough. Um, they have a certain way of doing things. And although I've, you know, feel like I've good ideas to bring, that the, you have to wait your turn, and you have to realize that although there is like a gap in the market, sometimes you have to wait till there's a market in the gap, mm-hmm. uh, and that can be frustrating sometimes. And um, yeah, you really have to be patient in this industry, and uh, and I think because it's so archaic, it sometimes just drives drives me nuts of how things are done and, and how manual things are um, when they could be automated compared to like when I talk to some friends I know in tech or even when I'm reaching out to tech companies about something, it, it just it just seems a lot different. But I definitely think uh, you get grounded fairly fast and you have to, you know, you have to do baby steps and probably, you know, I'm probably not the most patient guy. Um, so it does get to annoy me um, at, at, at times and there, there is certain aspects that have gotten me down when, People just didn't understand or just didn't have a fucking clue what you're talking about. And you have to explain it from start, you know? Yeah. And what would be your best piece of advice to anyone listening and thinking, do you know, what? I'd love to get into online publishing or content creation or go down a similar route. Is there, a, you know, best piece of advice or something yeah. they could do? Yeah. Launch an event. That's, that's the best, that's the best thing. It's the best hack ever. Okay. Um, yeah. Launch an event about uh, the reason why I done like around the next generation is because construction's in a labor crisis um so it was easy to do something like that because it was topical um so if you want to get into online publishing launch and do an event get, get it get everyone you know possible that's related to an industry uh get some speakers you will build great relationships with the speakers get a sponsor do a kick-ass job for your sponsor like get them their money back and uh you will have a fantastic day and you will be the much better person for it and it'll help you uh get your business off the ground and what would you also say about construction? Obviously, you've gone on the journey. Obviously, we said earlier, both, both Dan and myself have been involved in construction. But what, what do you see for construction in the coming years? And um, what do you th- how much of an impact do you think you'll actually be able to have on this industry? I, I, I'll stick on the media side. Um, I, I, I think on the media side, there's a couple of digital media publications in the States that might come into the the uk there's a couple of good ones out there um but it's it's really difficult to know um i i think i think the industry is slowly realizing that brand is important and it's not construction brands are going to like get bigger and it's going to help you win work but i think it's more attracting people into the industry that i always say to construction companies like i have a buddy who works at gymshark they have no problem recruiting they actually have way too many applications um the reason why that is because they have a fantastic brand and i think 
construction companies are starting to realize now that if we need to get cool people and and you know good people to work with our company we need to build a brand because people spend most of their day on their phone and we need to communicate better because the content is awful like construction contractors have terrible content like it's just like who won this job and this guy was promoted to ceo like it has no benefit to like young people who want to enter the industry so that's going to change slightly and it's already changing slightly brilliant and uh would you still go into this industry knowing everything you know now would i still go into it yeah would you do it would you if you start back at university would you uh, carry on down the road you've gone i actually would have carried i would actually would have started earlier funny enough um like like my friends and, and like my family like come from a heavy construction background like i play hurling with my friends over here in, in in northwest london all them all them lads are working with like fairly big construction companies so my network is ingrained in that and i just wish i spotted the opportunity earlier to go into the publishing side of it and didn't bother with the marketing consultancy side of it to start the freelance and i just wish i went straight into the publishing but and hindsight is wonderful. So, yeah, yeah I, I wish I'd done it earlier. Well, thank you so much for your time, Andrew. It's been a pleasure to chat with you and um, best of luck with the, uh, with the company. Thanks, guys. Um, thanks for having me on and keep driving on. I know you're doing some, some cool stuff. And, um, yeah, really, really appreciate it. Thank you, Andrew. Uh, where can people find you, find your podcast, your website, everything you're up to? Yeah, if you want to go to, if you're into the construction industry and you want to get some insights, go to constructionwave.co.uk uh, and you can put in your email there and uh, get your get your news to your, to your inbox. And uh, if you want to just add me on LinkedIn, Andrew Curtin. I kind of have a weird profile picture, so you probably you probably know it. And uh, yeah, you know, hit me up, message me. I'd love to have a chat. Always open to whatever Zoom coffees or face-to-face coffees. Brilliant. Thanks, Andrew. No worries. Thanks, guys.